Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hang. Man, I just had one of those. You know, there's some times where you're like, "Man, life is crazy," and I don't know how any of it works. Like, for example, <laughs> that feels like the like last year, <laughs> all, all the time. But like, yeah. this is the more like deeper level. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how like those things. Like, okay, like guys, if I'm going to ask you, just like look at your hand and then move a finger and try to figure out how you're doing that. Am I the only one that has those kinds of thoughts? Um, like, I, I don't mean, get how my hand moves. Like, I don't, I don't get that. That's just an example. That's not what I'm talking about, though. I mean, the, what is it? The, the foot bones connected to the shin bone. I know. The, you know. I, mean, I, I get it at a level, like there are neurons and muscles and tendons involved. I get all that stuff. Yeah. I just don't realize, like, I don't, like, it, I don't know, it just blows my mind. But what I'm talking about is just, I was watching you uh, working on a song right now, and I'm just like, man, Nathan's making a sound, and it's going to that microphone, and it's going to the computer. What the fuck? I know that we're like 123 episodes into a podcast. Yeah, I mean, we do this every week. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Yeah, and, and like, like, does it I blow get... your mind that it's being uploaded into space and no, then that, going that, into other people's heads? That part I weirdly get more. I understand okay. more binary and zeros and ones and digital code. Okay. But literally, like, I don't, like, going back all the way to a guy who, like, made a sound and mm-hmm. used a needle to make clay and the clay recreated the sound. Yeah. How the fuck does that happen? Like, yeah. is my voice, Nathan, is my voice, like, my pitch, my timbre, everything that makes my voice me, is it, like, recordable and, and yeah, yeah, I guess, digitalized? Like, oh, my timbre is, like, 7.3. I suppose. I mean, that's why you have things like um, deep fake voices nowadays. Like, right. Like, all these things can be, uh, like... It, it, to some extent, it can be broken down into data. It can be broken down into like pitch and sound and waveforms. Because every time we're speaking uh, and recording this, like it's being recorded into these waveforms and frequencies. And like theoretically, if you could replicate somebody's frequency and waveform exactly to the T, you recreate their sound. I guess. Like, I, that's I, what I'm talking I, about. I don't take my word for it, but like the science of it seems right like, like you see it in <laughs> shitty movies where they're like oh it's a it's a it's a voice fingerprint uh-huh. right but i just but i'm just ast- I, like, I just don't get it yeah like like i did voice in acting school and i kind of know biology so i get i understand how sound is created yeah but that whole idea of fucking sound being created and then going into a thing and becoming recorded I mean, the world, the world is just yeah, amazing. The world is, it, it can be amazing on every single level. I mean, just the fact that human beings are the, are like one of the very few living things with a sense of time. Yeah. With a uh, moral code. Recognize themselves in a mirror. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of, a things, lot of things that are crazy. Humans can do that like almost every other living thing on this planet cannot. But seriously, like how am I moving my finger? Like, well, I mean, a, a fucking monkey could do that. No, but, but I mean like, <laughs> what am I doing? You know um, what I mean? You're telling your like, brain to do so. Like, your brain is just like this cauldron of constant chemistry. I wow, know. I need to write that down somewhere. Oh, a cauldron of, what is it? A cauldron of constant chemistry. That is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's ex- that's essentially what it is. Like, it's firing off. So that's why sometimes, like, if you are if you take, like, certain medicines or if, like, you take certain drugs, like, it either boosts certain parts of your brain yeah, yeah, or yeah. it dulls certain parts of your brain and like, it makes I, it easier or harder to do certain like, things. I know. Like, I get all that, yeah. but I'm just having a weird moment of wonderment. 
Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I understand live the logic of it, but it's just like, whoa. Live in that. And like, I'm totally sober right now. <laughs> live in that. These moment. are real like stoner thoughts I'm having. Because <laughs> I'm I mean, just looking at your microphone. It doesn't look all that complex. It's like a cylinder. Yeah. Shit inside it, I'm sure. There's yeah. wires. How the fuck do wires work too? Wires. You, like, like a, a dinosaur, well, plankton died millions of years ago and their fucking fossils became a thing. And then you take the energy from the thing and then you explode it in a power plant, and then it travels along wires? Yeah. And then now my computer is charged. I mean, I, under, I understand how wires work in like the sense of like if I plug in something, if I plug in a light to an outlet, and then the electricity passes through the wire and into the bulb. That, on a very simple, basic level, right? I understand. I get that too. But Negative, positive. Where my brain kind of gets exploded is when, have you seen the, the internet cable? Like the a physical one, the one that goes across the ocean or whatever. Yeah, like the internet cable. No, is it, is it, you say the like there's only one of them. Well, I mean, there's. I mean, I'm talking about like the you know the one. There's several, but right. essentially, like you would think that there were like a million of them, but they're mm. just a handful because most of it runs through a singular cable for like you know this service provider or this satellite or this whatever. And like, all the shit, all the porn, all the kid videos, yeah. all the... Have you seen when that I say kid cable? videos, I mean like, you know, Pe- Peppa the Pig, not like... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Have you all... seen that cable? No. It's crazy. It's a glass cable and it's not as big as you'd think it would be. But like... It's about like the 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 the, the size of like a larger garden hose. That's crazy. It's insane. I saw a video of it. I think it was on Vox or something. You can look it up online. It's like Vox, how the internet works. And they went to like the internet plant <laughs> and like um where they grow the internet the yeah. internet plant and the guy showed them uh like the cable the cable in which all of it originates mm-hmm. and it is shockingly shockingly small huh like it just does it that that one my brain can't quite compute because like there's like, a lot of internet yeah, because there's a lot of internet. There's like, I mean, you just, you just look at one office building and just imagine like the amount of data coming in and out of that shit. You would think like the cable needed to run all that data would be the size of like a tunnel. At least, you know? Yeah, but it's like the size of a fucking like uh, garden hose. And it it's crazy. Like I don't, it looking at that internet cable thing, it really makes me believe that we are legitimately in like, the Jetsons future. It's crazy. Yeah. I just had another thought too. Like things you get, think, what do you mean? What, what do you, what do you call it? Not amenities, like household things like gas, electric. What do you call that? Again? Gas, utilities. Like, utilities. That's yeah. the one I've been playing too much. Civ six. We'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> utilities are utilities. Just things that get to your house via pipe. I mean, essentially water, gas, electricity. Okay. Internet. I think utilities are one of those things that we take for granted. Because mm-hmm. like it's been there. I, yeah, and, ver- and, times. and very few people have like an engineering brain because yeah. like unless you've studied that shit, like those things aren't really going to make sense to you. Like whatever the the public utilities board does on like a hourly daily basis, like the kind of maintenance and upkeep that they have to do, we just don't see that. That's like an invisible part of our world. But when you put yourself in a place where utilities don't really exist yeah. or when like utilities, like there is no public utilities like board. Like Nepal. Yeah, exactly. Like when I went to Nepal uh, uh, late last year, um, it wasn't my first experience with like that kind of living, but it was my most recent and it was like the one that left the deepest impression because there there is no public utilities board. No there, pipes. There, there is no, there are pipes, but there Less is pipes. no, there is no like organization or like unionized a group of people that handle these things. It's especially when you're up in like the mountains and staying in like a certain like area. Mm-hmm. It's just the people that live there that handle the utilities and all that stuff. So like, I remember one morning, like there was no running water. And then my friend was like, you want to go fix the running water? I'm like, okay. Yeah. I think you told the story in this podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. And we had to climb up a fucking Creek and like clear out all the things and clear out like a bunch of like uh, a detritus yeah. that was blocking up the, the, the water path. Um, and then the water flows and it flowed into the pipes and there we go. That's crazy. Yeah. But like on a daily basis, especially living in like a modern city like Singapore, you just don't think about that kind of stuff. You don't think, I'm thinking about it right now. So here's my next thought and this might bring it full circle and we can start the podcast properly. But all right, how do I move my finger? There's a thing in my brain that sends a thing to my finger and they run through body pipes. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh-huh. 
new, we're just pipes, man. That's what I fear. We're we are all, we, the world is just pipes. We're all pipes. We're all man. pipes, man. We're all pipes, man. Well, like like speaking of pipes, the one the thing I, I get more concerned about is like, which I'm sure is just a simple Google search away, but I've just never bothered to look it up. Like, what happens to our poop? Goes through pipes. Yeah, I know, but like. <laughs> Like, what is, where does it eventually go? Does it all end up being used as fertilizer? Or, like, does it get filtered huh. through some kind of cyst? Like, where does, where, I know this is a Google search away. Hey, but- Siri, where does poop go? <laughs> I've just never bothered to look it up. I found this on the web for where does poop go. Huh. Yeah, there's plenty, plenty of articles. Yeah. Also, I don't like how Siri doesn't answer you directly anymore. Well, it depends on the question. Like it mostly doesn't like for in terms of like you can ask like math things yeah. or like very simple. Like, Never done that before, but I should yeah. use her like a calculator. You could do that. Use her dirty bitch as a calculator. But I remember like it used to, like in the early forms of Siri, like she would actually answer your questions through like the searches that 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 she made. Right. She was like, I read this article about how where does poop goes, and to tell you, John, it's quite complex. First of all, <laughs> it's like it, like it does. <laughs> I mean, I that's Siri two like no no like the f- early iterations of Siri would answer your questions a bit more directly mm. but the new updates for some reason maybe because they just built it up too much but like now she just constantly says I found this on the internet I found this on mm. the internet so basically she's like Siri has become like the audio dictation on a Google search tab she's like a real millennial now she's yeah. just lazy. lazy anyway hello everyone hey. welcome to Good Hang episode 123 One, Ooh, what a great two, number three yeah I'm John I'm Nathan. And we're talking about pipes. This is all pipe talk. Pipe talk all the time. All the pipes. Yeah. This nope. episode is a real <laughs> pipe dream. Hey, ooh. Uh, but, hey, but to be honest, though, like speaking about technology, uh, we didn't get to talk about this because racism happened last week, which, ooh, that was well, I mean, it's still happening now. No, no, it's done now. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but like, it was pretty fucking cool. Like, one bad step, you know, one, one step for society backwards, one step forward. Uh, fucking SpaceX launched a rocket. Did you watch all that stuff? I didn't look too deep into it because it happened at the exact same time as like all of, all of the 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 stuff that happened George in minneapolis Floyd, yeah. last week yeah and um i just like the only thought that i had when it was happening even though i'm sure it's like a like a science marvel and everything was couldn't they have postponed it like a week or two or three or a month maybe because it just seems strange that they were celebrating this thing whilst all the nonsense was happening i feel like that's enough of like i feel like if Elon Musk made a movie about police brutality, that mm-hmm. is something you would delay. But life has, like, other aspects of life have to go on. But the thing, okay, it was more Plus so. There's probably millions of dollars. Something, but the something, thing something. is, they postpone launches all the time for like, like from satellite like- launches. But this is like a multi. Okay, so for those of you who have like no idea what's going on, uh, Elon Musk company SpaceX launched a rocket, which is, you know he does it all the time. But this is the first time they launched people onto a rocket into orbit. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty big deal. So two NASA, NASA astronauts are now on the ISS. And is this their uh, first collaboration of NASA? I'm not sure. If, like in that in that sense, yeah, yeah. I mean, they work together with like you know like the logistics and shit. But yeah. like, it was pretty fantastic. Like like the whole thing, right? Every, like you know about like they launch the rocket up, then it comes back to Earth, and you see it land on a fucking drone ship, mm-hmm. and that, that's crazy. Yeah. And then you see like. Like a private company made a thing that puts people on like the thing that everyone was doing in the sixties. The whole American government they did it. Like a company did it. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. And but what blew me away? What truly, truly blew me away is that okay? The previous iteration of like spaceships it was the shuttle, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like a very complex organism. You look inside the cockpit. There's millions of switches. Like like an airplane times ten. Have you seen the inside of the capsule of the, of the Dragon? No. It's very similar to Apollo, like the shape, because it's more efficient to have the thing on the top of the cone. Dude, inside, I think it's like three touchscreens. That's it. Mm. There's no joystick. There's no nothing. It's all automated. It's all computer inputs. That seems sketchy because the first thing I'm thinking about is like, you, you know, like like those uh, space movies. <laughs> Where shit goes wrong. Yeah, where shit goes wrong. And then, like, it all depends on, like, oh, no, that thing didn't work. That part didn't work. That, and then it's like, oh, no, like, now it's like, I'm going to manually override everything and pull this lever. And then, like, the harder you pull, the more. <laughs> yeah, you know, I get what you're saying. <laughs> but, like, like if some, something else happened, if something similarly bad happened, and then, like, just, like, what do you do? Just, like, whack the touchscreen. Like, ah. <laughs> Turn on and off. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, continually, like, okay, restart. Press the off and the home button. And, like, <laughs> just continually, like, swipe left and right. Um, 
Yeah, yeah I, don't know. I don't know. I mean, I have to look into it. I mean, there's like a handful, like a handful of like switches and knobs, and mm. maybe there's a joystick that you can't see. But for the most part, it's fucking doot, 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 and that's yeah. crazy. That's awesome. But yeah. but like yeah, again, like my main thoughts about it were like they fucking postpone launches for like bad weather. So why wouldn't you postpone a launch for with like society. a national crisis <laughs> yeah, when, I don't when know. like the optics of a celebration is kind of well? I mean, weird. I think I just think there's a lot at stake. Like, I mean, there's a lot of like moving parts, and it, uh, yeah, I don't, it doesn't really bother me to be honest. Because I mean, you can't stop everything. Like, you could stop. It was more okay. It's more so because it wasn't just any other like crisis. It wasn't just any it's other. A big one act of police brutality even though there have been multiple this was like a very fundamental shift in like the entire country's uh worldview almost because suddenly like everyone's worldview everyone's societal view is being challenged and like you actually have like pictures of cities looking like they're in the middle of war yeah so like if you can postpone a rocket launch over like bad weather or like well they did extra clouds <laughs> Like, why can't you do the same for when society is completely crumbling and the last thing anyone needs to see in the news is Trump celebrating something and smiling mm. yeah, I with don't the know. NASA flag? I don't know. I can't, I, all I can say is it doesn't really bother me. Like, it sucks. But, like, yeah. It's more. So, it's it's mostly because, like, I am super into, like, a lot of space shit and I loved, like, following the whole Elon Musk uh, 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 SpaceX saga. Mm. Uh, but I just couldn't find it in me to give a shit last week. And also, like, it was it was kind of weird because I don't know how I feel about Elon Musk with his whole, like... Yeah, it's pretty weird. Yeah, because Elon Musk has been on this whole, like, coronavirus isn't as bad as everyone thinks kind of tirade, saying that everyone should open up and open up and open up, and that it's I, like a... Th- it's, it's like, he said something along... I think mm. I mentioned this before, but he said something along the lines of, like... Um, as long as you're not harming anybody, you can do whatever you want. You can leave the house if you want. But leaving your house does harm people in a coronavirus. Yeah, it's, it's just, weird. Yeah, so like a lot of things just soured me to like towards yeah. like giving a shit about and SpaceX. My love of space and uh, uh, my stocks of Tesla <laughs> keep me okay with it. It was more so like beyond everything else, just the overarching, okay it, but yeah, like the overarking like bigger view. You, you were know, just like, ugh, I don't really want to. Like let's let's take the bigger view, like the perspective of someone up in space seeing the entire planet, like. I understand that like space is the next frontier, and there's a lot of things to discover, and the that, final know, frontier. Some of all of that, uh, you're not including the fourth dimension, <gasps> motherfucker. But it's just strange, you know, like to when there's clearly so many problems back on Earth, like you focus on space. Yeah, but then again, you know? look at this, Nathan. It's just touchscreens. That's very cool. That's really cool. Anyway, I should have a photo. Yeah. But that's cool. That's cool. Um, Man. I have been like, kind of almost obs- not obsessively, but I have been constantly checking out the, all the stuff with the Black Lives Matter movement and checking in with people. Yeah. Um, And also, maybe it's that whole, um, that if, what's that effect again where like you hear about something then you see it all the time. It's named after a woman, I feel. She's not very important. Yeah, I don't know what the... Okay. Yeah, but the phenomenon where, like, the moment you hear something, you hear about something, then suddenly you see it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, you talking about, oh, there's all these people online talking about... Uh, I, I've kind of viewed it as, like, a... a, a sli- yeah, whatabouts. A lot of whatabouts. Like, yeah, racism, but what, what about this racism? What about this racism? What about that racism? Like, it's all very distracting. I see it everywhere now. What do you mean? As in, like, people saying that this... Don't pay attention to this. Pay attention to the, this racism. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I've I've personally received a few things like that because um, that's just what the world is today. Yeah, um, where like you post something about like what happened in the U.S. and then someone says, "Oh, but you, you know," uh, someone said something like, "Oh, the, the you didn't like you need to address how Asians were discriminated during coronavirus." We did. Yeah, back in the day, we did. Back in early 2020, <laughs> but. And then there's also people saying like, oh, you know, like so many Singaporeans are like racist against Indians and Malays and um, all kinds of like, you know, PRCs and all that. Like, why aren't you addressing that, but addressing Black Lives Matter? Like, it's completely understandable, first of mm-hmm. all. Um, I dislike the spirit behind it because it's, it's kind of like, you know, trying to call you out over <laughs> something like that, which is strange. Way to, way to shit on our goodness parade. Yeah, it's, it, it's my main problem with that kind of spirit, right? with like calling people out um when 
Well, calling people out that is it's it's mostly because. Oh man, my thoughts are so jumbled. Okay, restart. Let me jump in. No, no, no. Okay, I got you, it. Now. You got it. I got I'll, it. Now. I'll sit here. It's that it discourages so many people with a good heart towards a certain cause. It discourages mm-hmm. so many people with good intentions from speaking out because suddenly speaking out becomes scary. Taking a stand becomes scary because then you'll get called out for something. And I'm not saying that you should never get called out for whatever and that, you know, like it, it, it mm-hmm. um, uh, all activism is good activism. No, of course there will be mistakes made and all of that. But to be as nitpicky as that, it yeah. really, it creates the phenomenon that we've seen time and time and time and time again, which is a supportive but silent majority. Sure. Like, this is why things eventually get qu- like get quenched down and just like, you know, they, they just slowly dissipate and then it's like the new cycle restarts. Especially with huge social um, activism like this. Because so many like it's it's so clear that so many people are supportive of this but then if you start calling out like left right center like of like oh this is not the right thing to focus on that's the right thing to focus on then suddenly people become afraid people mm-hmm. are like i don't know how to support this anymore yeah. so like, never mind how, i'm just gonna be quiet yeah like how do i support like you know rather than try to show support and get called out i'm just gonna post about what i had for lunch or my puppy you, you know the thing is is that by the way i love those posts of yours um it's y'all, y'all motherfuckers need to take improv classes because it's like the whole thing of like yes and right mm-hmm. instead of saying uh oh i mean people are okay there's yes and there's yes but and people are just saying but not yeah. even a yes yeah people are not even uh, like uh, like uh, appreciating the the, the 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 idea behind it they're just like but this thing I chalk it up to vanity. It's like, it's, yeah, could be. I really do chalk, like a lot of things in, in modern society, I really do chalk up to vanity and like self-obsession because that's what social media has created. And mm-hmm. social media is like in our very core right now, right? And it's easy to like, oh, I see words on my screen. I see images on my screen. It's all one person. It's all one person that can nebulously attack. But just this improv analogy, it's like, instead of saying uh, Black Lives Matter, yes, and also we have to take care of the local communities who are kind of black, which is a weird thing. I whatever, but like, but people are saying uh, yes, but this thing is happening here. Yeah. It's a different attitude. It's a different message, and it sucks Be- because That's why because improv the, is awesome because the yes, but is you know what gets people like shifting their attention towards you. Mm-hmm. That's why I say it's about vanity because it's all about hey, look at me and the point that I have. Hey, look at me and this like this 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 new elevated thought that I am beyond. Like yep. I have I have ascended uh above like this this basic activism that everyone's talking about. Like there's a lot of that kind of spirit that mm-hmm. I find just bleh. because what we don't want or like what the world doesn't want, what the planet doesn't need is like more and more people being afraid to be supportive mm-hmm. because no one no one wants to stand for racism yeah but if standing against it then makes you vulnerable people want to knock you down it's so weird yeah. it's like it's like people are angry at virtue signaling i guess maybe but it, it always goes to that analogy of like the burning house it's like yes all houses matter but this house is burning mm-hmm. like your house may be kind of like I honestly Hot. think it's as simple as okay because yes black lives matter and all of that right mm-hmm. um and I do understand on a very uh face value level because there aren't that many black people like actually like african american yeah, people up in, our in faces, singapore and they're not in our everyday yeah. you know so it's very easy to kind of push that away but i just see it as simple as this racism anywhere is the same as racism everywhere mm-hmm. like it's not contextual it doesn't it's not specific to a specific race like I honestly think that something like Black Lives Matter is symbolic of racism towards every single race. Racism that is ingrained in like a lot of people. And some of it is very dormant. Some of it is not active. Some of it is just like lying beneath the surface and it just kind of informs your larger decisions, but not, you know. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but it's... Because I'm not being like, it's not like, oh, that lesser known racial problem... I think it's fine. Like, I'm not... No. Yeah. It's like... I don't know. It really is the same. Like, to... to to, to <laughs> You can't nitpick... Like, you can't pick and choose what kind of racism you're for or against. Yeah. I really think if you're standing against it, you're standing against it towards every every level. Like... I that's yeah the the logic of that not getting through to a lot of people uh, it it 
it kind of baffles me. Yeah. You think they're jealous? They're like, oh, my cause is not being, it's not getting international attention and money from celebrities and whatnot. I don't know. I really think it's It's a lot simpler than that. And it's just vanity. It's really just like, I want people to think I am smarter or like Mm. above, like, you know, this thing. Cause like, it's all about like this thing that everyone's talking about. And then they're going to speak against it. Like they know more, you know, like it's always, there's always going to be that group of people. Like, for example, like, uh, like when coronavirus was what everyone was talking about and like masks was what everyone was talking about. What about the everyday flu? Sorry. That's what everyone was, the other people were saying. It was more so like people like finding, finding ways to like call people. Oh, you're not wearing your mask right. Oh, you're wearing it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, you know, you're, you're not washing your hands the right way. Like, or, you know, things like that where people are always trying to like, be the look at me. Yeah. I know more. I'm special. I have ascended beyond this, this basicness <laughs> and it's annoying. Yeah. It really is annoying. It's, it's the product of social media is the, it's the product of this, like I am the center of the world or I have to be the center of the world or I don't exist kind of mentality that yeah. kind of annoys me because, but I don't know. I, I really think it's something that comes with experience and age, the realization that you don't matter that much and that you're not that special mm. and that everyone just needs to keep their heads down and their mouths shut. Mm. That's not true. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a bit upset. But everyone just <laughs> needs to like, you know, understand that they are not the center of the universe and that sometimes it's okay to just stand with others as opposed to trying to find a pedestal to jump on. For sure. Yeah. Speaking of the people who are the center of my universe, I just want to take a quick moment to give a shout out to our Patreon surprise, uh, su- surprisers, su- supply. What are they? Our, our Patreon, Patreon supporters, our patrons. We don't know where the patrons. No, they are our patrons. Whatever. The people our patrons. Who, our people on Patreon who support us. Thank you guys so much. And thank you to our new patrons, uh, uh, Zen. I think welcome back. And I want to say Charlene, but you spell it Charlene. So I want to say, Hey, Charlene. So thank you guys so much. If you want to support us, keep the lights on, please do that. You, the link is in our show notes. And uh, there might be some interesting stuff happening soon with our patron. I'll keep you updated on that. Mm-hmm. But Nathan, other than that, man, other than crippling racism, yeah, what you been up to this week? <laughs> um, this week, hmm. The last two weeks, like my health has been on like a steady decline because I've been like a lot busier with work. <laughs> so like, whenever that happens, whenever I just get kind of swamped with work. Um, I start to neglect a lot of other parts of my life. Like, like do you just ever forget to poo? Is that something that ever happens? How like, do you the fuck? It's been two days yeah. since I pooed. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, for me, it's like I poo and I have to. Yeah, it just happens. Because yeah. I know you forget to eat. So it's like, yeah. it's not that dissimilar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's more so like... Is it? It's like, the opposite. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's strange because it's 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 a different kind of busyness, right? Like like I can identify with like if you have like a to-do list of like you have to send this thing to this person and that thing and that thing and like c- complete these lists. Then it's just about completing these tasks. But right now I'm kind of in the middle of recording an EP and there's a lot of like an creative extended play. Yeah, and there's a lot of like creative work that goes into that. And that shit like, you know, sometimes it like I feel like I'm in the flow at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Sometimes I feel like I'm in the flow at 10 p.m. in the afternoon. Sometimes I like it's it's so up and down. You know, it really yeah. depends on like your body chemistry and how your brain is working that day. So uh, because of that, I've just been kind of neglecting a lot of other parts of my life because I'm just like you know like what like what <laughs> like exercising yeah or cooking healthily or cleaning my room. <laughs> you know, like very simple things yeah. like that. It's not that messy because my room isn't that furnished. Yeah, I also realize that your standards are way different, man. I'm like, didn't you just make like chicken breast the other day? No, that was like two weeks ago. I don't understand time anymore. Yeah, that was a while ago. Um, but it, it, yeah, it's more so just like I I feel my physical self declining because <laughs> I've been kind of busy with recording and like sending stuff back and forth and uh but the bright side is uh the studio that i usually go to they are open again essential service yeah they're open again i think they got a permit signed or something that's great but they're open again so like i i i don't have to be cooped up in my room to do all of that like Mm. last week i went up to the studio again it's a good cycle away too isn't it um i didn't cycle i usually it was too far yeah uh but if you're a wuss it's more so like I don't want to arrive there sweaty. You arrive other places. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like to be comfy in the that's, studio. No, that's totally fair. <laughs> um, but, 
Yeah, because of that, it's just I've not been eating super healthily. I've actually just been eating quite shittily. Um, what would you get? What do you get? I've just been eating nonsense, dude. I've been ordering in almost every meal or getting it from the hawker center nearby. Like, I'm not cooking as much. And the thing is with these things, it's such a vicious cycle because, like, I know, my brain knows that if I just treated myself better, if I just, like, uh, had some kind of regimen, like a healthy regimen. The work would be better? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the flow would be better, the work would be better, like, I'd be more productive, I'd feel a lot less, like, It's such an easy crappy. thing to make. You're like, oh, I'm, instead of making food, cleaning the re- cleaning up afterwards and all that, buying the groceries, I'm just going to work and then... It's, it's more yeah. so, like, after I'm done, I just feel so tired. <laughs> like, I just True. feel, like, so, like, I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. So I'll just, like, play video games. <laughs> oh, my God. To Speaking let, of... To let myself, like... That, Speaking know. of not doing anything but playing video games, I am in a terrible hole right now. I need to get myself out of it. Um, Civilization Six, mm-hmm. Sid Meier's Civilization. I never played those Civilization games before. They're very long. I the last time I, I played it, I was that. like twelve. I didn't know that, and yeah. all of a sudden, I'm like, I've been playing this game for like seventeen hours, and I'm still not done with one campaign. Uh oh. <laughs> Yeah, those those are dangerous. Like the very basics of this game. For those of you who don't get it, it's like a a turn based uh, computer game. It's really fun. You start off as like a warrior with one settler in like it's like six like four thousand BC or shit, and then it ends in like the year twenty five twenty two thousand five hundred or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then you fight, and but you also like build things. Like right now, I'm in the middle of a campaign where I'm playing a Saladin, and I'm trying to spread the the religion of Johnism throughout the world. I'm doing pretty well. Queen Victoria with her Protestants are fighting me, but I don't fight them back. But dude, literally, it, I not since like I was like 12, 13, or 19, uh, have I played a game that just sucks me in where I'm just like, all right, hold on. I'm just going to do one more turn. And then all of a sudden, it's fucking 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. See, like I, I have identified very clearly that I cannot play those kinds of games. Mm. Like I, I just... I just cannot play any game that requires me to like stay in front of it for more than two or three hours. You know what's cool though? And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the same thing for you. While I've been playing the game, it's it's enough it's it's it takes up one part of my brain, but another part of my brain can be taken up by listening to audiobooks. Right. So I've listened I've re listened to Malcolm Gladwell's book mm-hmm. like for the third time. It's so fucking good, by the way. Um uh, Talking to Strangers. Available on Singapore's library if you're a library holder. Right. I highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. Like, It's similar to riding my bike, which I haven't done in a while. I'm doing it tonight, I promise. Uh, that I can read and like progress that way. I read a lot of nonfiction that improves me. So that's my way of feeling less guilty. But seriously, it's <laughs> bad. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I can't quite relate to like those kind of games because I... I, I I just can't. I think I've hardwired it into myself that like I I just cannot do it without feeling completely horrible. Like yeah. any game that requires like even two or th- more, two or three hours more. Like almost every game that I play is like somewhat bite sized. Like the longest I'll be at the computer is for like maybe one full hour. And I guess I will be the one playing The Last of Us for this then. Yeah, those kind of games are a little different yeah. although i never do spend more than one or two hours like, at a time exactly like i'll do like one or two hours and i'll take a break get back to it either that I night mean, i play till it's done baby yeah i can't do that like, one like week. the last few months alone i've tried uh zelda breath of the wild mm-hmm. couldn't play more than two hours of it i am not even like five percent done <laughs> um i've tried uh guild wars i feel like this is these are good things yeah guild wars was, is another one that would like suck yeah. you in right i've tried guild wars and like legit i just cannot i really don't have that kind of um ability i i don't know what it is like maybe i just have a short attention span or maybe like i just have too yeah. like strong of a guilt complex the thing about like a game like civ 6 is that it really appeals to my personality in that there's a lot of problem solving there's a mm-hmm. lot of research involved there's a lot of like right experimentation it's multifaceted too right so but i'm trying to find ways to make that a, pro- a productive thing <laughs> Not yeah. the game playing, but like the, the understanding that about myself. Productivity for me ha- lately has become a bit more and more urgent because you have deadlines and shit. Well, it's not just that; it's only because, um, as I am like going about in 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 the real outside world, I'm realizing that oh, okay, things are going back to normal soon, mm. and like I'd be lying if I said that I haven't like found some kind of comfortable pace of life throughout this entire covid period um where 
my output hasn't been as high as usual, but it Seriously? doesn't but it doesn't matter as much because there isn't as much going on. Wow. I feel like your output has been a lot I feel like you've talked about how much your output is a lot these days. It's, or is well, it you've I been mean, working a lot but you're not output uh, putting out a lot? Is that what you mean? Well, because of the EP, I haven't been I haven't released it yet, so I yeah, guess yeah, I haven't yeah. put it out yet. But in terms of like social media jobs or whatever, those kinds uh, of things, yeah. there's sure, not sure, there's sure, not sure. as many of those going around. So like the workload is a lot less. Like my output is generally like my public output is generally less. Like my personal like creative output has been fairly consistent. That's good. But like because I'm realizing that the world is going to slowly come back to life again and that normal life, like I'm looking at my calendar and I'm seeing gigs again and I'm seeing recording sessions again. It's like, oh my gosh, fuck. I don't know if I'm ready for it. Like my, there's like a certain anxiety in me that is like, oh my oh, gosh. Interesting. Like, am I ready for this like... Brave new, new world. Exactly. So because of that, I've been trying to kick my ass into like, you know, being less like lazy as i have been during the circuit breaker period because like during this like this whole period i have found like more so than any other period of my life i will just have full days where i do fuck all yeah i will have full days where i'm just binging a tv show staying in bed like going down dumbass youtube rabbit holes i didn't even notice i assumed you were just working all day every day No, not every day. Like, like maybe once or twice a week, I'll find myself like falling into those like you know fuck everything days, and those aren't as consistent. I mean, I mean, sorry, those those are far and few between. Like usually, I th- I think, but during the circuit breaker period, like for sure, lot. one or two days a week, I will. I, th- have I think that. the key to that is to like allow yourself to do that and like know that it's good for your mental health to have days off like that. But then also you have to take care of your physical health. Like those are the days you do. Oh no! Like I I've come I have personal I, days right. I've yeah exactly. Like I've come to like a place in my life where I'm comfortable with allowing myself to do those things. But not just that. But I'm, I'm, I'm it's well, just my happening is, more than usual. My point is though is that you have to take those days to like meal prep for the week and also like go for a nice long run. Then you feel good about having those days where you don't do anything. I don't know. Usually, like, I'll, I'll take work days to do, like, exercise because it kickstarts it nicely. In because if I want to be lazy, That's I true. really want to lean into it, it's you know? full lays. Exactly. I get like, that. Why, I get that. why interrupt laziness with a run? That just sounds... Stupid. <laughs> counterintuitive. That just sounds dumb. Yeah. But, yeah, because uh, the world is slowly waking up again. Uh, I, I've been... I've been prepping myself, I guess. Like, have you have you been hit by that no wave yet? Still, dude, my my shit. It's like I feel like I'm just plunging into a deeper, deeper hole that I don't know the bottom of. Like, no gigs, no teaching and stuff. Have you been able to create anything for yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just last night finished up a sketch writing class, nice. and I feel like um, it was a five week class. We wrote a sketch every week, and I feel like one is definitely ready to shoot. I think it's actually really quite funny, and a couple more are there too. And just learning that, so that's good. Mm. I've been working on a, f- a screenplay that I've been working on. Uh, I've, that's been sort of like in my brain for two years, but I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, I'm 50 pages into this thing, nice. which is, you know, really good. Um, so I'm, I'm being productive. It's just like, I'm just not making any money, but I'm, I might be looking to change that and try to do some entrepreneurial shit to yeah. in touch with that. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm pretty, 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 pretty good. <laughs> Life, you know? I really, I, I just, I don't know how to feel because I feel like I've been trying to constantly look for opportunities but I'm also realizing more and more, like over the last few months, that like my current scope of work is simply not diverse enough. Like mm. even though like I'm constantly trying to find jobs to do and like trying to figure out ways to like constantly make music, it's still quite a narrow scope. Like most of what I do in terms of like what I do for income lies primarily in music. Mm-hmm. And these last few months have been very sobering because like, yeah. the music industry kind of shut down. It's fucking like, scary. It shows you how like vulnerable oh, yeah. you are. Yeah, super. So and, like, like, dude, it's like this is no joke. Like this yeah. could happen again. Like, yeah, another fucking super virus could come out. It's almost so it's definitely like, going to happen one more time in our lifetime. Yeah, I don't know whether I'm still going to be like active in the music scene then, but it's you know like shit like this. It's not a once in a lifetime kind of thing. Like yeah. we've already had two in our lifetime. So yeah, but like was SARS? I mean, SARS wasn't so bad. But it was still like, it still stopped shit. You know, oh, okay, oh, not in the Philippines. It still stopped shit. Two thousand eight, the financial crisis that stopped shit. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. like it's uh, those were two periods where there were no jobs for a long time. But back in two thousand eight, I didn't care. 
but now I kind of do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I guess these last few months have like been been helpful in the sense of like making me realize like, huh, I should probably look for another source of income, another way to do it. Some, you know, it's something like a side hustle. Yeah, exactly. Because like I have other skills. With the diversifier. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. We should have a uh, probably an off mic talk about this because I've been thinking of this exact same stuff. Oh no, I've been actively chasing it already. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> but like it's mostly just like um, looking into uh, like F and B kind of things. Mm-hmm. Looking into like uh, helping out with, you know, not say music related, but music tangential, tangential. kind of things. Yeah. Um, like helping out with setting up uh, what you call it, like music studios or like music collectives or yeah, things for like sure. that. Like stuff that I don't have to be actively involved in, but stuff that I can consult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's strange. It's a, it's a strange time, and I, I kind of wish I had like a regular job. But you know, then life would be less uh, interesting slash terrifying. No, but I feel you too, though. <laughs> but like, I mean, that's 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 just adult shit. Like, I feel exactly the same thing. That's not, this is the first time where I, like I think this morning was the first time I was like, damn, I wish I just had a regular job, mm-hmm. or or like the idea of like what a regular life a uh, life would be like away from like performing and stuff. And I'm never not going to want to perform and stuff and and be in the arts and stuff. But it's just like, huh. Interesting. Yeah. It'd be good to just have like, all I really want is just an investment that makes me money. Is that so hard? Can I just have an apartment that I lease out that just gives me money or like... Well, the market's bouncing back stand. if that's anything. Like, that's true. All, all of the, the, what do you call it, the funds that I invested in. I'm sorry if this is completely inane, but <laughs> all the, like, I, I recently checked like the funds that I invested in. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not completely down. I'm still down. But- oh no, it's way up now, actually. Yeah, but so this like, is real nerdy talk. But yeah, yeah, my it's, 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 my portfolios are looking good. It's but jumped, go down again. <laughs> it's jumped a bit more because it was kind of terrifying. Like it was so stupid. I invested um, in a bunch of funds like late last year, mm-hmm. and I remember being kind of confident because I was like, okay, I'm going to invest this chunk of money because I know I'm never going to want to touch that money for at least the next two years. Yeah. So like I spoke to my financial advisor and he was like, yeah, if you don't intend to touch this money for two years, It'll be fine. it will grow unless we have some kind of economic meltdown. And I'm like, haha, that's not going to happen. <laughs> the funny thing is that like it, yeah, it tanked and then it's back up, but it could tank again. I don't really, fuck, I'm not a fucking financial advisor, but it, it seems like it's going to be okay. Yeah. I just remember like, I, I, I was yeah. so confident going into it because like when you invest in like a the diverse, world is fine. When, yeah. When you, when you invest in a diversified fund, like the basics of it is that you're investing in multiple, multiple industries and companies. So it's not like, you know, if suddenly there's an oil shortage, like you will tank or yeah. suddenly if there's a grain shortage, you'll tank. No, yeah. like this will require the entire planet stopping for it to tank no, but not, and not back just, in september i didn't yeah. think that was gonna happen no but not just shit not just that but like if you diversify your portfolio enough when some stuff goes down your other stuff should go up yeah exactly so, so like it's a bit more holistic than say like oh i want to invest in twitter or like i want to invest in uh tesla you know i'm invested in tesla but i also have other shit yeah um yeah it's it's just a bit more holistic in that sense and i just find it uh, insane and kind of stupid that like the first time ever I wanted to invest actively in my life this fucking economic shutdown <laughs> yeah <laughs> apparently I came I went in a, I, I started like a year before you and apparently that was like the best time to start yeah that's awesome what are you gonna do uh, life man life but um, yeah checking those things are terrifying money is a terrifying concept um, so much of it is just like it, it, there's, I, I'm constantly like with a daily battle of like, do I want to grow up or do I want to just stay forever a, a naive child that will never know anything <laughs> about this? And then I think about like, oh, if I one day ever have kids, I probably need to know like yeah. a few things about growing, the real growing world. up is kind of exciting. Yeah, I'd yeah. say it's, um, I, I I'd say it's more terrifying than exciting for me. Yeah, because well, like, look at you in your late twenties, and me in my mid thirties. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I'd say it's more terrifying than exciting for me, especially like when a lot of the friends that I grew up with, uh, they aren't in the arts. They're they have dead. they're all dead now. Oh, sorry, sorry. They have they have <laughs> like, very. You took out a tone like they're they aren't around anymore. No, I was like, what what happened? All the friends yes. that I grew up with, none of them are in the arts. The they all have very traditional, yeah, very traditional jobs. Chinese. 
and um to see like their life trajectory and all of that it's so it's completely different from mine mm-hmm. it's very it's such an interesting thing to see like that um professional outward trajectory of like you know oh that guy is getting married and like that person is going to get married and that person is like on the way to a promotion and then they're going to get married yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like no this couple's already married and they're going to get kids and like oh fuck i have not thought of any of that like fully yet and yeah it's just it's just that's what makes it a bit more daunting i guess to see mm. like to have like the people that i socialize with like in very different uh parts of their lives yeah. yeah, but I think like it's all about just taking it as it comes. Right? I mean, that's part of like the whole, you know, no collar lifestyle of like, and it's not like you're. It's not like you're not making money. That's one thing. You're not like a a non traditional person who's like broke and like just living up, mooching off your parents and stuff. So that's pretty good. Well, I lost a bunch Plus, of money to coronavirus. <laughs> haven't we all? <laughs> Uh, it sounds like coronavirus beat you up and took your school lunch money. It really feels like it did. I can't tell you like how confident I was, and like even when my because my parents are not like investing types because they're mm. like business people, so they don't really invest. Invest. Um, they they invest in like property, I guess. So Which I remember. Is a great investment. <laughs> I remember when like they told me, um, or, or like I remember when I told them that I was investing in a bunch of funds. They're like, "No, don't do it, don't do it." I'm like, "It'll be fine." I was so confident. I was no, so but, like, like, dude. Like, here's the thing: is that you didn't lose that money. Nothing happened to your money. It's there. It's in the market, so it's yeah. gonna grow. Yeah. And the thing is, you're young and you're less risk averse because you can make money. Whereas they're in their, you know, they're a little older, so it's like, I, like. All of these, all of them. these things that I'm saying are very superficial cares. Like sure, honestly, sure, sure, sure. like honestly, deep down in 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 my heart, like I don't worry too much about these things. First of all, because I I guess I've lived a privileged enough life where I've never had an existential crisis involving a lack of money. But second, also because I have a true belief in myself that like I will always be able to make money, mm-hmm. like because I've accumulated enough skills and abilities and enough of a network to be like, okay, if the shit hits the fan, I'm always going to be able to make money. And that's always going to be directly proportionate to the amount of work that I want to put into it. Right now. So like, you know, on a deep level, I'm not worried. It's more of just a very superficial kind of like, fuck you. I really wished that worked out better. (laughs) (laughs) Chibai. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, life. Fuck. Oh, life. Oh, life. Uh, Speaking of life, no, not really. I mean, you can say that about anything. Speaking of life, and then launch into anything. <laughs> Speaking of life, <laughs> pipes. Am I right? <laughs> Dude, I still can't get over pipes. I think I like I did not give pipes enough thought in my life. That's another thing. Were you were you the person that would just like jump over the pipes in Mario and not go into them? Sometimes I would, <laughs> but I. But even then, that's like that's an amazing pipe that you can slide down and pitch into a different world. Even then, I just never gave pipes. Might be the single best invention. Prove me wrong. Um. I mean, wheels up there. <laughs> I mean, what is a pipe but a, a long wheel? wheel? So there you go. <laughs> Venn diagram. It's a long wheel. <laughs> What's a Venn diagram but a pipe looked on from the side? Yep. God, I love pipes. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you been getting into this past week? Uh, I've been trying to figure out, like, I don't feel, I don't think I feel pressure, but I'm like, I need to, like, suggest things on the podcast. So I'm, like, trying to find things to watch and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got a couple in mind, but I haven't really re got into it. Okay. Um, I, be- I I've, I've recently taken a, a very old recommendation from you. Ooh, yeah, was like that- it was one that was always on my list, but I just never got the motivation Dive to into check it. it out. I'm I'm watching Succession. Aha! Yeah, because I, I like every time I see that show, around, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah that's a Sean, the show that John said was good, and I never really got enough like juice to in, uh, to like go seek it out. But yeah, I'm checking out Succession now. And um, it gets their claws into you. It's not like very like okay. It's stupid to say it's not showy because the people, the lives that people live in the show are very showy. But it's not yeah. like look how amazing it is. It's just like okay, okay. It's definitely okay. a slow burn uh, kind of okay. show. Okay, yeah. It's definitely a slow burn kind of show because like I think I'm about like thirty forty minutes into the first episode, and so far I have no complaints. There's nothing bad about it. There's yeah. nothing overwhelmingly good about it. But it's essentially like well made and. 
very human and very interesting. Yeah, and it's just it's it's a weird look into the life of the uber rich. Yeah, it's and, yeah. really crazy. And I I generally like like Adam McKay's um, kind of style when he approaches these seemingly boring topics. Yeah, and Kieran Culkin's just treat that little kid. Yeah, he's Macaulay Culkin's brother, one of his brothers. His no? younger brother that was more talented, who was also in Home Alone. Because when I saw when I saw his name in the credits, I was like. Macaulay Culkin's brother? And I saw his face. I'm like, oh, yeah. Macaulay Culkin's brother. Yeah, Yeah, it looks just like him. It's weird. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. I'll stick with it. Uh, We'll make that your official recommendation. I'll do a double one. I'm not recommending it yet. Oh, you got got one in the I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm checking it out. It's good. What's your official recommendation? So, like, as I was saying, like, you were talking about, like, ways of other people to make uh, money entertainers. But, like, and I mentioned it before, but I've taken so many, not so many, I've taken a bunch of workshops from like international people that have been organized by different groups and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I did a sketch writing class with one of the UCB uh, people who has a sketch show on Netflix, by the way. Just mm-hmm. got canceled though. Rest in peace, Astronomy Club. I've taken uh, improv classes from like the like the, the greatest improvised te- improv teacher in UCB history. And then I took uh, uh, an uh, on-camera audition class from an actor from the UK who teaches mm-hmm. in a bunch of things. And he happened to be in the greatest TV show, one of the of all time, Band of Brothers. Like he was one of the soldiers there. Right. It's a real niche thing, <laughs> but it rekindled my love for it. I'm like, it's time for a rewatch, baby. Oh yeah, rewatch. So I'm gonna, gonna rewatch. I'm gonna force Rachel to watch it up till this day. Still haven't seen it. <laughs> That's so okay. I'm forcing both you babies to watch it. It's only bec- like I, I've mentioned it before, but like my brother is like similar to you. He's like a yeah, war nut. Yeah, he weird, loves weird war free history and guns and shit like that. And he was obsessed with that show when it came out. And I caught like a bit from like the, from like the sidelines, but. Yeah, I don't know. That stuff has never really like tickled my goat. You know, yeah, that's it's, not your thing. It's not your thing. But it's the greatest really. generation, Nathan. They're the greatest generation. Okay, fine. It's like <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, but not as crazy and a lot more hard. I, I enjoyed Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a very like. There was a period of time where I quite enjoyed war movies, but I can't remember when that was. So it must have been a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like when I was like 14 or 15 or something like that, that period of time, I would like seek out like Thin Red Line, uh, Behind Enemy Lines, uh, the, 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 green, the Green Mile, the Green Line, Line. Line. <laughs> Lion King. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would seek out all the of line these dancing. Like, war movies. And yeah, I don't know. I think maybe a part of me just kind of went like burnt out. These are all very similar. That's okay. I mean, okay, so in 10 episodes, so it's 10 one-hour uh, give, give or take episodes. I'm trying to count how many. Because there, there are some episodes that like have like no fighting in it at all. Yeah. Like there's one particular episode. Like bottle episodes. <laughs> not really bottle episodes. They're just not fighting. Like like the first episode is all their training and stuff. But like mm-hmm. one episode, uh, episode nine is particularly powerful. It's called Why We Fight. Yeah. And it's all about like the Holocaust. Right. Because like, okay. So Band of Brothers is a show. It's a it's a World War II. It's about one specific company of paratroopers and how they went from England to France into Germany, Belgium and all this stuff. And just follows their whole campaign basically. And you get to know them. The main character is a guy named uh, is played by Damian Lewis, named Dick Winters. He was the commander of the company and all this stuff. And it's like <laughs> I, Dick Winters. He, is, he sounds like a porn star. I, it sounds so lame. And honestly, I if you're not into war stuff, I can't really. I don't know how to recommend it to you, but it's on my Mount Rushmore of greatest things of, I've ever. We'll, seen. we'll just say this. And it's only ten episodes. I think like a fair way to like sell it is that. Because even though I didn't fully watch it, I watched enough sure, sure, sure. to understand that Band of Brothers was one of those like era-defining TV shows, and definitely one of the shows that like pushed TV as a medium. Uh, the single greatest miniseries. I yeah. can't think of a, sing- a miniseries that's better. Like in terms of like because uh, back in the late nineties, early two thousands, like yeah, there was a very yeah, out, yeah there was a very clear separation between movies and TV. That is true. But like I feel like yeah. shows like Band of Brothers, no good point. Shows like Breaking Bad, good point. Good shows point. like uh, The Wire, Sopranos. Those were like the very early, like early noughties shows that really pushed that medium. Yeah. Let me take it Breaking Bad out because Breaking Bad was a generation after. But no, Band but of Brothers, Sopranos, like, you know the HBO era. Not, not not just like the it is like yeah, but it's also like it in terms of like scope and like budget. Yeah, yeah, it's like watching ten movies. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. I'm, I'm sure it's amazing. I don't doubt it. I just can't find. It. There's a lot of inertia for me when it comes to like, ah, sure, starting war related things. Yeah, because your life is a war. It's like I don't mind a war movie, I guess, but like a war ish show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, okay. uh, Man in the High Castle. I know it's not completely a war, but <laughs> like, I 
I just couldn't get into it. I couldn't it. get into it at all. Although I have heard that it gets it, better. It gets better, and there's four seasons of it. Yeah, I saw the trailer for like the fourth season randomly. I'm like, whoa! That, how did they they got here? Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> I, I hear that it gets crazy. Like such two, an three, interesting four. concept. Yeah. So, Man of the High Castle, really quick, is just like, what if Germany won? Like, that's yeah. the whole point of the show. And it kind of gets into sci-fi, I think. The only reason why I'm curious about it is because a lot of people have compared its scope and just, like, kind of um, uh, audaciousness, audacity, mm-hmm. um, to the OA. And that, like, they yeah. kind and that they kind of wished that, in, in terms of, like, where they go with the story. Right. And, like, how a lot of people wished that the OA was actually on Amazon Prime instead of Netflix. because Fucking Netflix. Because Amazon Prime, for some reason, seems to just keep shows going. Yeah, like, there's a lot of shows on, because they only have a couple. Yeah. They have Miss Maisel. They have Man of the High, Ca- uh, High Castle. Fleabag. They have Fleabag, which is the best. Um, they have this other show. It's about a spy. I forget what it's called, but it's supposedly quite good, too. X versus Sever. Oh man, Antonio Banderas. Uh, no, no, they have they have what's his name, John Krasinski's spy show, which is a different oh, spy John, show. Oh, Jack talking Ryan. About. There's Jack Jack. No, sorry, not Jack Ryan. Not Jack Reacher. It, it Jack is, Ryan. I think it's Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, but yeah, they really support him. And like, I hear Modern Love is good on Amazon. Oh, I haven't checked it out. It's based off of the New York Times. Yeah, it's like one of those like anthology series with lots of stars, and it tells. And love Upload stories. is good too, right? I hear that's really good. It's fun. I watched it's it. It's fun. Not so, not not enough for me to recommend it, but it was okay. fun. So, but like, yeah, Band of Brothers. Fi- uh, just to put a final note on this, it is obviously set during World War Wu- World War World War Wu World War Wu all the Chinese wars uh, during World War Two. Um, the heart of it, though, it's it's right in the title. It's about a brotherhood. It's about it's, you get to learn. It's weird because the first episode, it's like overwhelming. There's like fucking. 20, 20 characters mm-hmm. and by the end I'm like I know all these characters very well like that's mm-hmm. why it's so cool and like the guy who taught me the class is one of those guys and he had a really cool arc and stuff like that but um, I recommend it there's drama there's heart it's surprisingly funny and the action's really good Panda Brothers from 2004 he says it's funny because John gets a kick out of decapitation just just German decapitation though. <laughs> they have to be like from the Reichmach um but yeah, I, I can't remember what I recommended last week, but uh, Doom Patrol. Oh, which by the way is losing the vote from uh, a powerful one to zero. It's losing the vote, but I only posted like an hour ago. <laughs> so if you guys don't follow us on Instagram, please do that. Please give us a follow so that um, people think we're important. And uh, yeah, you can have fun. You can do a little vote thing. So I'll be I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna stick with Doom Patrol and say I'm re recommending it for a second week in a row. It's like a tournament because only because like i didn't watch it <laughs> it's, it's only because i find that like um i've recommended it to so many people but almost no one has started it <laughs> like the inertia to start that show is a lot and i get it because it's a weird show to start and it's not like the most mass appeal kind of show it's very specific but it's I, I, style i rewatched it this past week and i was reminded how much i loved it i was reminded why i thought it was so amazing because it's really. It feels like a singular artistic vision, or it at least is. like, or at least a very small creative team, like just pouring their hearts onto this thing. Quite frankly, I just want to support Brendan Fraser. And I love that. Dude. Yes, Brendan Fraser. He is such a revelation in the show. Like he doesn't appear in person that much in it, but his voice is constantly in he's it. He's the robot. And you think he's he's not in the suit? Is that confirmed? Oh yeah, yeah. Like the first credit that they show in the credits is the person in the suit. Ah, Riley Shanahan. Ah. But also Brendan Fraser, like. I forget like how big of a celebrity he used to be. Yeah, he's huge. Like it's so easy to forget because like, you tend to just remember like the handful of things that like, oh he was George of the Jungle and the Mummy. But nah, man, like he did so many fucking movies. He Encino was in like Encino Man. He was in Be Dazzled, Be Dazzled, Be Witch, Be Dazzled, Be something. The like one that. with Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah, Be Dazzled. He was in like um uh 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 uh, uh ooh Blast from the Past. Like, he was in so many different... Oh, uh, Monsters and Men, the one of Ian McKellen. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, dude, that's a good movie. Hmm. Like, he was such a fucking powerhouse of an actor because, like, I feel like nowadays, especially in today's, like, age, you're seeing... You're still seeing quite a lot of typecasting. You know, you're still seeing, like, the Chris Pratty kind of things. You're still seeing, like, the Downey Jr. kind of things with, like, the bigger stars. But, like, back then... Brendan Fraser, he was doing so many different kinds of things. Big lovable oaf. 
and like killing it and all these things. Like he had a very rare ability to both be in the mummy and of, in Monsters and Men he is and kind in of the, George of the Jungle. He is the kind of the prototypical Chris Pratt, except Chris Pratt is way more attractive. But also like Chris Pratt has not really proven his metal in drama quite yet. Like almost all of his roles mm, yeah. are like that kind of like... That's true. Big action-y kind of thing. Whereas quippy. like He's very quippy. Yeah. But again... Of his strength. It's either Monsters and Men or Of Monsters and Men. I can't remember. But the one of Ian McKellen and Brendan Fraser. Like, those two... It's about Nazis? No, no, no. It's about... Um, it's it's about a film director um, and he's 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 gay. And... He's, he's the monster. <laughs> 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 no, I can't remember. Like, I've watched it a very long time ago. But, like, those two are... It's pretty... It's, it's, it has a big cast, but, like, those two carry the film. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, to be able to be opposite Ian McKellen and, like, not completely crumble and, like, carry the film as well. Sure. That shows some fucking skill. So, yeah, Brendan like, Fraser, I, I love you. So, him and Elijah Wood. Yeah. The only people that have done it. You know, I looked into his career a little bit because I got curious. You Brian know, Fraser? Yeah. Do you know that he got Me Too'd? For what? Like the opposite. Like he was... Like, oh, he yeah. was uh, Harvey Weinstein. Was it Harvey Weinstein? Something, uh, that kind of figure. He, he he was inappropriately groped by like the, at that time head of the Golden Globes Association. Oh, that's a real bummer. And it really fucked him up. I can imagine. It really fucked him up. Like that's why he kind of disappeared for a little bit. Really? That bad? Fuck. Yeah. That sucks. It just... It made him... Um, question like his entire place in the industry and like why he has gotten what he's gotten and huh. like yeah it it just really like put to question like his ability and like his he yeah. went through a rough time somewhere like it, the, yeah he really not, did like, he like lost all his hair got all fat and like yeah it wasn't working at all but like now we're in the Brendan Fraser sense <laughs> if you're Nathan the one person that watches Doom Patrol hey man I I think I think he's killing it I just I just really hope that he does like a Keanu Reeves style comeback that would be crazy. Because, like, he's so good. He's so good in all he of the things he's, he's in. He's not even, like, an old guy yet. He's still kind of like... Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, Blast from the Past, one of my favorite rom-coms. I really liked... What did I like to have his that I really liked? Is it Encino Man? The one with Polly Shore? Yeah, that was pretty fun. <laughs> Blast from the Past, I all I really remember is that they drink um, hot Dr. Pepper. It was... um Who was the girl in it? Alicia uh, Silverstone? No, no. Uh, the other one. Uh... Reese Witherspoon. No. Yes. No, no, I guarantee you it's not Reese Witherspoon. Oh, it is Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's the one where he goes into a bunker. Yeah. And, like his family thinks that they're going to get nuked. They live in a bunker for like 50 years and he comes out. And he's like, oh. Yeah. They, they they live in a bunker until he's like 21 or 22. And then they send him out to go like check out what the post-apocalyptic world is like when really like it's you know, all the same. Totally it's fine. fine. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like, we're fine. We have, they have stocks in like AT&T and stuff. I was like, motherfucker. It's such a charming movie because like you get this like 20-ish kid who has, who is like stuck in the 60s. And like, <laughs> it's such a fun kind of film. I like it. Cool. Um, so you recommend Do Patrol? <laughs> I recommend Brendan Fraser. Okay. I, I recommend you to go on Netflix and search his name and watch every movie he appears in. All right. Because that man is a gem and he needs to get more movies. I'll do that. I'll do I'll I'll put on Instagram, I'll do the the career of Brendan Fraser versus <laughs> Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Ah, uh, all right, man. I gotta I gotta go to the grocery store. I'm cooking um, chicken rice tonight. Ooh. I am I am searching Brendan Fraser on Netflix and seeing what comes what, up. Just what comes out. Because I don't think I've ever seen a Brendan Fraser movie on Netflix. Oh, you think the pers- that person who groped him is like that like in Netflix now? Oh my god, I swear there is a fucking like conspiracy. Like conspiracy. The only movie of his on Netflix Yeah <laughs> is the mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Of all the mummies. The worst one. The one with Jet Li. He makes everything bad. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but yeah, there's a conspiracy against him. The only movie of his on Netflix is his worst movie. Mummy 2 is legit, like, of those adventure movies that are, like, also fun and funny. Yeah. I, there's not many that are better than it. You know what? I changed my recommendation. I'm, I'm recommending Mummy 1 and 2. <laughs> All right. Only because, like, I feel like um, so many movies... Because when did Mummy come out? Like early, like 1999, 2000? Say like 96, 98. Yeah, maybe. like either late 90s or early 2000s. Yeah. Like there were so many movies at the time or so many like 
studios that were trying to recreate like the Indiana Jones kind of vibe. They were mm-hmm. trying to create like this generation's or this decade's Indiana Jones, and like it just didn't work until they got the Mummy. Yeah, and but specifically until they got the Mummy of Brendan Fraser, because like it it, it was just such a perfect like chemistry. And like you don't miss the water until the well runs dry because you watch Tom Cruise's The Mummy and then you realize like oh okay yeah but I mean it's like you, you don't even have to care about the subject matter like just the combination of like fun and exciting and sort of serious and then like I honestly can't think of any other actor that could have done that Chris Pratt mm. no no yeah no. Eh. They, they did, he's too good looking the series did one of those things where I hate where they just recast the actress and they just don't even talk about it but then again it doesn't really matter only one and two really count yeah. Which one was it? Oh yeah, they replaced Rachel Weisz with, with Maria, Maria Bello. Bello. Who I love, yeah. I love her too. But yeah. Rachel Weisz is, is whatever her name is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've gone off the deep end. I'm sorry. Um, Never apologize. I am apologize. I feel bad for rambling. <laughs> My brain is just like a scattered mush of incoherent thoughts th- this past week, and that's just the reality. That's just how it's been, and that's how it is. I will come back next week sharper and hopefully a bit less scatterbrained. I'm going to be duller and more civilized. Non scat opposite of scatterbrained, Connect- connector brained. You'll be more civilized because Let's- you would have you would have created and destroyed at least two more by then. Indeed, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good luck. All right, guys. Hey, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the hang. Thanks for the hang. And uh, and uh, um. Finishing thoughts. <laughs> I have none. Stay safe. And also, the world is opening soon. And also, uh, eat your fruits and vegetables. And, and, you know, just like, look at a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> just And take your vitamins. Look at a pipe and take your vitamins. You put stuff in one and it goes at the other. It's fucking crazy. Thanks for the hang. Bye. What a place to be. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing. It's a good day for a good time with a good